1: Welcome to episode seventy one of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me, as always, my delightful co host Brittany Brown. Hi Brittany. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am doing okay.
2: How has your week been?
1: Um, it's been alright. Uh nothing too terrible, I guess. Uh I'm ready for to be off for a couple of days for Christmas. But other than that, I'm doing okay.
2: Hmm. That's good. What have you been up to? Um, holiday shopping because mm-hmm. I can finally think straight now. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I've been getting everyone presents. I'm struggling this year though, because usually my sister and I like kind of have like a pact where it's like she'll get something and she'll be like, "Hey, uh, just give me half," and I give her half, but. She uh she went all out this uh this year. Uh oh. Yeah. I know when's this episode gonna be released? Because I don't want my parents to listen to this and like figure out. Uh, I don't know. It'll be a couple of days but, before Christmas. A couple of days before Christmas. But yeah, I won't I won't spoil the, the stuff that she got for them, but it's a it's a pretty big fucking deal. But I know. My my mom already told us one of the gifts that we got, and I guess we're all going to go see Paul McCartney in June or July. Oh, cool. I know. We're big Beatles stands. so that's exciting. should be fun. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I have this box sitting here from the New York Times store because my mom got something for me, and it was, you know, it made more sense just to have them ship it to me rather than ship it to her and then her to ship it to me. But it also means it's been sitting here for like two weeks. And my mom's like, you can't open it until Christmas. So now I just have this box that I can't open sitting in my room.
2: Oh, that's funny because I had a box in my room the other day. Did you? Yeah, it was a really big box. And I opened it and it was like wrapped in this beautiful Amazon wrapping. And it was this beautiful porg blanket.
1: Yay. I'm so glad you
2: like it, dude. I, I, I it was beautiful. I don't know, like how the hell, like you've like I didn't even know what they sold those. Like that's it was a really beautiful blanket.
1: I I found it and I thought she probably doesn't have this, but I did message your brother to be like, hey, she doesn't have this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got that's the rusty funny. approval, so I got it.
2: Ah, oh, the good old rusty approval. I love it, but no, it's it's beautiful. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry it said on the on the card it said Merry Porgmas. <laughs> and I'm like, that's very on brand. Well done.
1: <laughs> I mean, we we do have our
2: interests that are fairly well known. <laughs> Maybe. Do you know? I was right before we started recording. I thought that it's funny that I don't think any of us have sneezed while recording. Like, isn't that like, isn't that like, like interesting? I,
1: I'm more interested in where that thought came from.
2: (laughs) I don't know because you know I was thinking of like you know sometimes if like we press the record button and we're like we we like can't focus That has only happened like a couple times where it's like we do like the intro and we have to redo it but i was thinking about that like how like none of us have like sneezed but i don't know just just random thoughts
1: random thoughts with Brittany brown <laughs>
2: um well um i think we actually have some star wars news this week
1: yeah some of it is is confirmation but some of it is news news but finally uh they officially announced some of the mandalorian casting um from stars.com lucasfilm is pleased to announce the cast of the first ever star wars live action series the mandalorian pedro pascal has been cast in the title role as the lone as a lone mandalorian gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy he is joined by Gina Carano, um, Giancarlo Esposito, Emily Swallow, Cara Weathers, Ahmed Abate, Werner Herzog, and Nick Nolte. Um, yeah, we're having a great time working with an incredibly talented group and excited for everyone to see what we're up to. That's from John Favreau. Yeah, so the, the interesting, like, some of this we knew, obviously, like, Pedro Pascal we were pretty certain on and um, same with Nick Nolte and Carl Weathers we had heard about uh, Werner doing this and, and Gina Crana, but um, Giancarlo Esposito is I hadn't even heard of, rumored of so that's pretty cool because he, uh, he was Gus on Breaking Bad and he's mm. awesome he's so good I'm really excited for him to be in there
2: Yeah, I don't know any of these people, so I'm just excited. Oh, I know Pedro, but um, other than that, I don't know anyone because I don't watch anything, but it's exciting. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Gino Carano, like, I saw her in Deadpool, but she didn't do much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emily Swallow, I guess, was in Supernatural, which I don't watch. Um, I stopped watching
2: that after season 10 because it's just the same shit over and over again.
1: Ahmed Abtahi was in american gods and some other stuff like i've seen him before like when i looked up a picture of him i'm like okay i've seen him in things i don't like know him know him but that's okay and uh, you know (laughs) as far as the men go it's a pretty diverse cast Hmm. that's that's good well we have some some listener email we'll talk a little bit about the uh the uh, uh, less diversity with the women, but being frustrated about that doesn't mean that I don't want to be excited about the fact that we have, you know, Pedro Pascal exactly a Star Wars show, and that's awesome. And, you know, like, Giancarlo Esposito is like his. I was looking it up today because I wanted. Because he. I wasn't quite sure. But he was born in Denmark, but his dad's Italian. And his mom, um, I think African American. I think she was an opera singer over here. But, ooh. And then obviously like Omen as well. So again, in terms of dude and Carl Weathers. So in terms of the dude, it's like that's very diverse for an American TV show.
2: Yeah, that that is pretty diverse. Like that's really cool. It makes me more interested in what the show is going to be about. That, you know, they already have such a, you know, they have a diverse cast and, you know, they are so many people.
1: Yeah, and we don't... We don't know how many of these people will be, like, human people.
2: Oh, that's a good point. I mean, or
1: rather, like, human... Like, obviously, Pedro, as a Mandalorian, like, we're going to see him being Pedro. But... I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Herzog was doing a voice. I mean, it'd be cool to see him, but I was looking, because, I mean, mostly he's been a director and he narrates, um, he does documentaries and he narrates most of them. But he's also just done a lot of v- voices in cartoons. Like he did, he did an episode of Rick and Morty. He did The Simpsons. Um, he did like Metal Op- apocalypse or whatever that fucking show is called like he's done he's done a lot of cartoon voices so i wonder if we'll maybe see him do um a cg character or something
2: that'd be cool if like the cg character was like one of the the main main cast members because i feel like we haven't really had that in star wars yet other than like the animated series it'd be cool it might be cost prohibitive
1: Like, I know they've got this, like, new technology or whatever it is that apparently is lowering the cost of some of that stuff, but it still might be too expensive as your main dude.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, they're spending $100 million on this whole series, so, I mean, I I don't know how much it costs uh, to—I wish we had a uh, Lucasfilm uh, banker on here to add up the totals of— animation or a CGI and I wonder how like how much that is. Like I wonder like who who has to pay that?
1: Yeah, I don't quite know how the how the costs are calculated for something like that. Because it all right, just I... seems like it's so uh I don't, like anything that's not like a physical object, it all seems kind of arbitrary. Mm-hmm I mean, it's not to, like, discount how much work goes into that shit, but it it costs, you know, such and such for every second or something. I'm like, okay, but why?
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you been uh, keeping up with, like, the, the rumors about the show? Or no, no I've-, I've been avoiding them. Because hmm. I, I don't know, I
1: want to know, like, the official things. And once we start getting more substantial like oh this person is playing this character that i kind of want to know but i don't want any plot
2: details i know i feel kind of not like guilty but i you know i you listen to podcasts and they're like okay stop we're going to talk about something at the end stop listening and of course i i'm like i I can't stop listening so i listen to the end and i'm like "Ah." i mean it's like not really spoilery stuff but it's still something i'm like should I have waited to figure this out? But I don't know. But it, it's funny how spoiler phobic I am with like some parts of this. But with episode nine, I feel like I'm just like, oh, okay. Like I'm ready for anything. But I feel like with these um, anime or with these uh, Disney Plus shows, I'm just like, I don't really want to know anything until you know we actually get news from StarWars.com.
1: Yeah, and like we talked before, like knowing, like knowing Pedro is going to lead it, like I'm fine knowing that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. any sort of casting news, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a character, like a you know, like a legacy character. I mean, who would have you know, like who's somebody who's been in other stuff. Like if suddenly, oh, Lando's going to be in such and such, that I'm a little more wary of it's one thing to know about nine because I just sort of expected him to be in nine but if some past character were going to turn up in Mandalorian like if Boba Fett's going to be in it I don't want to know that
2: uh, I like swear if, to god if like yeah. Sabine Wren is in the Mandalorian that's like one of the things I keep hearing. I think it's, I forget which pot. I think it's the Sith list. Like every now and then Raj is like, what if Sabine's in this series? And I just, as I'm listening, I'm like, no. Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, now I have nothing against like Sabine Ren. But I would rather have them introduce new characters rather than, you know, do the Star Wars thing where they bring back old characters to try to, you get, you know, viewers and everything. But I feel like definitely, like, the the middle slot in the bingo board bingo uh, sheet is Boba Fett. So, I mean, like, i not, I'm not yeah. saying that it's 100% that Boba Fett's going to be in it. But, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was or wasn't.
1: Yeah, I feel like he, <laughs> it, it could sort of go either way. And I could see both arguments. Whether that's, like, of course you put him in because it's Boba Fett or you definitely avoid putting him in because it's Boba Fett and that's not the story you're telling.
2: Yeah. <sighs> but I'm glad that we finally got this news. I know that um Pedro Pascal's like team was like denying it um that he was in it for like a while and then he's in it. So It's so it's so weird when they decide to announce these things.
1: Mhm. Um, I sort of, I mean, I realize that somebody's whole job is to figure out the best time for all of that stuff. But when everybody has already been talking about it for weeks,
2: like, you know, why don't you want to get out ahead of that? I know, but uh, props to making Star Wars for calling uh, most of these uh, cast members. Yeah. Yeah
1: um jason ward does a good job with that shit Mm -hmm. um yeah like i when i talk about avoiding spoilers i have a ton of respect for what jason does and the news that he gets and the like fact that he will have whole plots laid out i just personally don't want to hear it but i think it's cool that (laughs) he gets it all and i know that some people really love that shit it's just Mm -hmm. not for
2: me yeah i agree with some parts, but I God, I think it's like really cool how, you know, he basically knew like the whole plot for The Force Awakens, like how much information that like, he gets and, you know, the, the stuff that he puts on his a website and how always, you know, it's always like mostly accurate. Well, the thing
1: that I like about Jason is he fully realizes that not everybody wants to know mm-hmm. and is is really respectful in terms of what he tweets and you know any images that he's putting up are like you have to click through and then there's a warning in front of it being like hey don't read this if you don't want to know
2: yeah or don't share it uh, with people that don't want to know yeah I like I really yeah. like that yeah bless the word family but um we also have some news that we forgot to mention last week about oh yeah, our- yeah
1: yeah yeah there's gonna be a new Thrawn book uh next summer uh Thrawn treason and of particular note to our show Krennic's gonna be in it uh it's unclear how much, but both the official synopsis mentions him and also when they were tweeting about it, one of the things was, oh, he could, like, crosses paths with Krennic. Um, let's see. Great Admiral Thawne faces the ultimate test of his loyalty to the Empire in this epic Star Wars novel from best-selling author Timothy Zahn. If I were to serve the Empire, you would command my allegiance. Boom, Bum. bum, bum. Such was the promise Grand Admiral Thrawn made to Emperor Palpatine at their first meeting. Since then, Thrawn has been one of the Empire's most effective instruments, pursuing his enemies to the very edges of the known galaxy. But as keen as a weapon as Thrawn has become, the Emperor dreams of something far more destructive. Now, as Thrawn's TIE Defender program is halted in favor of Director Krennic's secret Death Star project, he realizes the balance of power in the Empire is measured by more than just military acumen or tactical efficiency even the greatest intellect can hardly compete with the power to annihilate entire planets i think it's going to be
2: pretty fucking cool yeah i'm excited i mean eh, not that i'm not excited i mean i i mean i'm excited for mendo but i don't really read the Thron books but still i mean i'm excited for you because it's your favorite blue boy and uh mendo I,
1: I, I'm i just excited that Krennic's going to be in some of the supplementary material,
3: mm-hmm. and I hope
1: that's something we
2: continue to see, because he's awesome. I hope we see him in uh, the Galaxy of Adventures.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. I want to see him, and I want to see him in the Cassian show, and I want to see him in everything, because it fucking... Love that evil bastard. <laughs> but also it's been it's it's the two year anniversary of Rogue One. Oh. Happy
2: anniversary. When's the last time you watched it? Um I think uh October. When's the last time you watched it? I don't know, maybe like six months ago or so. It's probably time to rewatch it. So how was your Rogue One movie experience?
1: I really enjoyed it, like, quite a bit. Um, I saw it, the first time I saw it was in IMAX. Mm. And it was pretty fucking awesome way to see it. I I still don't love seeing stuff in 3D. Like, it, it just gives me a headache. And I, I feel like it, whenever it goes into the 3D sequences, it pulls me out of the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even with that, seeing it in IMAX was amazing because there's so much cool shit um i I mean i've talked about it before that i don't like that vader scene i know i'm in a very small minority on that one uh i just i don't like him going all jason Voorhees and killing all those dudes it doesn't work (laughs) for me um yeah but i still really and there's some problem with the with the cgi people (laughs) cgi people but overall it was i mean it was i loved it at the time and i still really like it there's there's a lot of really good stuff in there i like a lot of the characters uh you know some of them i wish had been a little better developed but overall it's a damn good movie and it was something it was new in terms of (laughs) sort of the style of it all how about you
2: I think this was my favorite uh Disney era Star Wars experience out of all three movies that we've had in the past. Uh God, it's been 3 4 years? When did Rogue, no, when did uh, the Force Awakens came out in 15, so it's been 3 years. But I don't know. Like, uh, you know, it it was one of those, uh, you know, uh, Rusty and I used to, you know, wait outside in the theaters and, you know, we'd wait till our parents get there. And I went with one of my friends and uh, I don't know, like I just I had a really good time with this movie. You know, I was really surprised about Tarkin. I think that was one of the biggest things that um, I was really interested in in this movie. And yeah. I thought he looked, I thought he looked really good. Like I'm probably like one of the few people that thinks that, but I think for you know the technology and everything, like I thought it was phenomenal that you know they brought him back to life for this role. And even though it was such a small role, like you learned that you don't fuck with fuck with Tarkin because Mendo did, and you see what happened. You know, he didn't give a shit when he blew up Scarif, even though like one of his like directors was there, you know? Like, and then, you know, that Vader, the first Vader scene. Like I remember reading online that Vader had, or like before seeing the movie, that Vader had like a scene of, you know, pure fear. And I thought, you know, it was when he choked out Mendo. I was like, okay, like I would have been like okay with, you know, that's all the Vader that we got in the movie. But when We got to, you know, the very end scene when, you know, they're holding the guns up and you see that just that lightsaber go off in the dark. Like I lost my shit. Like (laughs) I screamed so loud and I almost felt really bad because like I hate being that person in the movie theater that's like too into the movie. But everyone started screaming with me. It was like it was you know how dudes when they watch football, they get really excited and excited and start yelling. Mm hmm. That was the last 10 minutes of Rogue One in our theater. Like, it was just so fun. Like, everyone was just so into it. I I was sobbing at the end of the movie because, you know, and then especially with, like, Leia coming at the end, even though I didn't like her – I thought her CGI was worse than Tarkin's. I, I loved it, you know, but I don't know. I feel like I love the characters of Rogue One, you know, even though that some parts of it were really slow. I don't know. Like, I – I think that's my favorite uh, movie going experience of the Disney era.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really cool shit in there, I mean, when Cassian just kills that dude right in the beginning and I, as soon as that happened, I went,
2: "Ooh, I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> I know. I really liked gin too. Like uh, when her dad died was God, that was painful. I remember um, when my sister used to live in Florida, she called me and she's like, dude, that scene with her dad, I, I lost it, and like she, oh, man, wow. yeah.
1: The, scenes with dads and daughters, because I'm really close with my dad. Like, I, I I can't fucking like it. Just it always gets me. I know it's it's so. Like, funny. Have you seen Have you seen Interstellar? No. Okay, never mind. I can't make. But for people who have, I was, I I saw I saw that movie by myself on my birthday, in the theater sobbing like absolutely like heartbroken devastated because like um, Matthew McConaughey like he you know goes into space to do the shit but he leaves his daughter behind and it's going to be a situation where no matter what when he comes back she's you know going to be an adult and it's just gut wrenching ugh I'm sorry what were you going to say
2: no, I was going to say like I I'm really close with my dad too and I'm that person like like someone asks me to talk about like my dad like I'll start crying. And it's really funny cuz like after that movie like when she calls him papa, like I always call my dad papa now after seeing that movie. To the point where um he wrote in like a I think it was either like a Christmas card or a birthday card and he's like from the person you call papa. <laughs>
1: I, we always, I can't, see, I can't call my dad Papa because that's what we called um, my mom's dad. That was my grandfather's name. Mm. What do you call your grandparents or did call your grandparents?
2: Um, I just called them uh, grandma and grandpa. I, um, I didn't really know my dad's parents. My dad's uh, dad died when I was five or six. He was a great man though. He was a POW um, at the Baton Death March. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amazing man. Amazing man. Amazing. You know, my dad always obviously like talks highly of him, but you know, he's one of the greatest men, you know, it, it, you know, I was raised by, you know, wonderful parents and I had amazing grandparents. His parents were amazing. Apparently I'm very, I'm like his, my dad's mom a lot. Like we went to some family thing and he introduced me as Geraldine to my, um, my side of the family because that was her name Geraldine so I guess I'm I'm like her a lot I'm like a clone of her but my uh my grandmother was Geraldine oh really yeah
1: which yeah she (laughs) she made her kids promise that they wouldn't name her grandchildren after her (laughs) because she didn't like the name
2: I know they would call her Jerry yeah yeah I like that. I mean, not that I would name my kid or if I had a girl, a neighbor, Geraldine, but it's I a bit old fashioned. It is. But I feel like naming girls is so fucking hard. Like I think of the day when I magically decide that I want to birth children, which is not coming anytime soon. But um, I think like, God, like what if what if God gives me girls? And I'm like, no, I'm no just give me puppies god give me puppies <laughs> you have to name puppies too i know but i mean like i it's easier to name puppies because it's like you can like do like really goofy names like i named the cat or rusty named the cat in my work mr tuxedo man and you know like i don't know i just feel like with animals you can like do whatever you want and i feel like with kids you can't name, name them like leaf or uh well, you can. I would say you shouldn't, but yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like, no offense if your name's Leaf, if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean.
1: also, like, yeah, like naming your kid like ampersand or whatever the, f- the fuck. Like, it's just, it's just ampersand. Maybe don't do. Th- yeah, that. One. <laughs> you know, like the ampersand, like the 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 symbol. Oh, <laughs> it was one that my <laughs> my my. my my grandfather's wife had heard once and like in the store and she like asked the woman about it and she, and the, like the woman apparently had no idea. she just liked the sound of it and no idea what it was she named her kid because she liked the sound of a word she heard once
2: what I'm saying is that I'm naming my firstborn son uh, Mendo <laughs> or Porg it's gonna be Mendo Porg Mendo Porg <laughs> Great name, boy! Well, but there's already Porg. Adele named her her child Porg. It was like Kanto. P- I forget what the what we named it. It was like Canto Bite Porg or something. <laughs> you know
1: what we named her kid. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're naming kids on the Canto Bite Dispatch. Don't forget that, guys. Ah, uh, uh, but um. Anyways, Emily. Yeah.
1: I don't know what the fuck you're doing this for. You know, I didn't watch any Clone Wars.
2: Did you watch Star Wars Resistance? There wasn't one. Oh. You're the one who's behind, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn it. I have no excuse. I'm sorry. I was... Nope. As soon as I say I have no excuse and I try to explain myself, like... Uh, yeah, I have no excuse. I'm sorry. I'll try harder to... um No, it's hard because um, I shattered my iPad and that was like how I watched uh, movies at work. So now I have no way to watch movies at work and um, I'm usually sleeping at home, but that's a terrible excuse. But um, do you want to get to email?
1: Yeah, we have a um, we have a fuck, Mary kill from Mike H., and that is Fuck Mary Kill, original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. <sighs> this is hard. Well, we all know I'm killing the prequel trilogy. <sighs> That's no surprise to anybody. Now, this is where it becomes more difficult for me, is because. <sighs> On the one hand, I feel like there's something more innately sexy about the sequel trilogy but it's also more my aesthetic and I really fucking love the sequel trilogy so far so I kind of want to marry it Emily you just killed Mendo he's not in the prequel trilogy dear well still he's still in the prequel era he's in the prequel but it's not the question the question is the trilogies but Men- I mean, Han Solo's not in Han Solo's not a prequel trilogy movie. But still, Mendo
2: was alive in the prequel trilogy. So it's not that's not how this works, though. That's not
1: what it's doing. <laughs> First of all, he's not in the prequels <laughs> at all. He didn't exist, and we're talking about the tril- the movies. What if, um, okay, uh, let's say
2: whatever form of DVD, Blu-ray, whatever we get in like twenty. 20- 25, let's say. Let's say that, you know, they like add like Mendo in like a scene and, or they add like Mendo in the background in the Senate or something. So technically, if that ever happens, you're killing Mendo. No, I'm not because he's not in the prequel trilogy. Well, if he's a background character in the prequel trilogy, he's not. Hey, what if he will be?
1: What if reality were different is not a question I'm going to answer. <laughs> and I would still kill it because his movies fucking suck. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm going to say <sighs> I just like the sequels so much. I'm going to say marry the sequels because I want to be with the sequels forever and fuck the original trilogy.
2: You see, this is hard because I, sp- I have a special place in my heart for the prequels. I know you do. Yeah. And it's like You know, I don't know what the sequel trilogy holds because we've only had two movies out of three. So I think that's why I'd kill it. Not because it's bad or anything, but because, you know, it's... Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'd rather um, fuck or marry someone that I, you know, I I know inside and out, and I don't know the sequel trilogy inside and out yet. Pun intended. But um, I would probably... Fuck the original trilogy and marry the prequels. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Cage. Well, I mean, Emily, if I can uh, yes. speak, it, it's, 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 a uh, it's time for, um,
1: voicemail. It's a voicemail song. It's not the same as last week, but it's a voicemail
2: song. <laughs> Emily, my love for you increases every day.
3: Hey there, Britta with Lindo. First of all, I gotta say, Brittany, congratulations on finishing the whole college thing. And secondly, congratulations to the two of you for getting a theme song for... Those of us who leave voicemail, that's some real uh, <laughs> top-notch podcasting right there. Anyway, I wanted to... Uh, I thought last week's episode was... Or this week's episode came out today. I listened today. It was a great episode. Uh, Death Watch.
2: Death Watch. Death Watch.
3: One of the reasons why. I think it was heard at least once. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I enjoyed your response to my email, and I kind of wanted to respond to that. First of all, I think we're on the same page with a lot of things where... Ray is going to be leading a lot of the things into the future from, you know, not just episode seven, but episode nine onwards, and we don't want, you know, she's the hero now, we do not want her Jedi to fail, unlike in the prequels, and I think it was, it was a very smart, interesting idea that George had where, you know, the original trilogy built up the Jedi so much, but in the prequels it was shown that they were felled from within their own arrogance, Near sightedness was what did them in Uh, But I don't think we need that With Rey, I think If there are threats, and I'm not Saying that her Jedi are going to be Are going to fail, but For stories to happen in the future You're going to need some sort of conflict Something to put them up against And I hope that those threats are external Rather than internal Something else that I I did Want to respond to, I'm very much like You, where I love Ray, I love her character I love what we've seen her do matter of fact I love Finn Poe Rose most of the new characters also and these are the characters that I want to know about as we get more Star Wars content in the future it, it seems kind of cruel to say that episode nine is the end of the Skywalker saga but we have these, you know, new characters that we've we've met in these past three movies that we've fallen in love with. I want to see, and you know, unless Episode Nine is four or five hours long, they're going to have a lot of work to do, not only to fight the First Order, but to build civilization as a, a galactic civilization as it moves into the future. And and I want to see that, and I hope, and I have a feeling we will, because I think that Kathleen Kennedy gave an interview where she said they are working on telling. Yeah, this may be about a year or so ago, but you said we are working on telling stories for these characters after 9, also. And I want to see that because I love 99% of the stuff we've gotten, but I calendar the days between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, that if you look at the stories we've gotten, you'd have every one of those days filled. And I love it, but I want other time periods, especially 9 and after 9. And hopefully after 9 is released, we'll get it. It'll be fun. I hope. Anyway, thanks for the awesome podcast, and and I will talk to you later. Death Watch!
2: Death Watch. Death Watch. Thank you, King Tom. Yeah, thanks,
1: King Tom. I love King Tom.
2: Me too. I can't wait to meet him at Celebration.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for that.
2: You know, I love Ray. I can't say that. Yeah. I think, I feel like Ray... In like our our Star Wars, you know, community, I feel like everyone loves Rey. And not in obviously like the, the, the bad Star Wars, you know, the bad Star Wars, uh, you know, community. But, the good, yeah, the good but one. in our Star Wars community. <laughs> the good one. I'm excited for her future. I'm excited for the good things that will happen to her. And I'm excited to see how she'll learn from you know everything going on from this movie and then in the future too
1: yeah because just because you're doing like more movies with those characters doesn't mean that it has to be like a direct take from whatever happens at the end of this trilogy um so i feel like this being the end of the skywalker saga that just means, you know, in like 5 years or so you pick up Ray and, and whoever else is still around and you tell different stories with them, but you still tell their stories because they're great characters. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Which era do you want or like I guess era do you want to see the most in Ryan Johnson's new trilogy? Or whatever, I don't know, do you feel like there's going to be like another trilogy or another, you know, like something else that someone might do, if, if J.J. might do something else or if someone else, you know, let's say they get another director of a Star Wars movie and they like him so much, they're like, you know what, we're gonna give you a trilogy too. Like, what do you want to see the most? <sighs> something we don't
1: know about. Hmm. Um, I know people like always say like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would prefer something we've never seen before. Like yes, I like I just said, I want them to also continue to do these stories. Like I wanna see episode ten, eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. but in terms of in terms of specifically like Ryan Johnson's, I want him to just pick something completely apart from anything we know about and tell a story there.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like went the Jedi at their prime, so like right before, you know, the Phantom Menace or even, uh, you know, the beginnings of like the Jedi Order, like I'm really interested in that with the, I think Darth Bane was like the first like Sith Lord, or I forget which one was the, the one, I don't know, you watched the Yoda arc, who was the bad Jedi that? I, I thought it was Bane, but yeah. you know yeah. me and
1: character names, yeah. I mean, Jesus,
2: yeah, <laughs> but I don't know I I would love to see Qui-Gon again I know that's like reaching but I think that would be like fun and I want something with I was gonna say he'll be one but I mean like we're probably already getting something with like Obi-Wan you know maybe he'll be in the maybe he'll be in the Cassian series I don't know why I'm whispering but that'd be cool
1: What would he be doing in the Cassian series? I
2: don't know. Maybe uh, he does top secret stuff with uh, Bale. Because I guess him and Bale are still close, maybe. I mean, do, do we might get Bale Organa in this, too. We get beautiful Jimmy Smith. Maybe.
1: I, I do want to see Jimmy Smith.
2: Yeah. And, you know, he probably still has that relationship with Obi-Wan. So, I mean. Yeah, but Obi-Wan's in, like, in, like. Exile, Mm -hmm. just chilling on the planet in his little hut. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get anything with Obi Wan in it?
1: I mean, I'm not going to be shocked if we do. But I feel they've written themselves real tight there. Where, like, what are you going to do with him? Like, it, it. Well, it sort of depends. I guess you could do the adventures of. Really young Obi Wan, if and just like recast him, Ooh. but if you're using Ewan, then you're kind of
2: fucked. I mean, I feel like he hasn't aged much in since, like obviously, like since like ninety nine. But I mean, like I feel like if you cut off all his hair and like put him in a Jedi braid, I feel like he but you, you can't still put look- it. You couldn't. You, you couldn't set it before the prequels. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm I'm reaching because he was young in the prequels. That was ninety nine, so that was eighteen, nineteen years ago. God no, they were they, I think they were filming that in like ninety seven, ninety six. <coughs> yeah, you can't suddenly have him playing
1: twenty years younger than he was in that movie, which means like he'd have to just be on Tatooine and what are you gonna do there?
2: Hey, but you know, they're doing all this like CGI shit, like they're making Samuel L. Jackson look young again for um Captain Marvel. Yeah, but, I mean, first
1: we'll see. It looks okay in a teaser trailer that I'm watching on my computer, but that doesn't mean it's going to look great on a screen for an extended period of time. How do you think the movie's going to do? And also, he's not the lead. I, I hope it's going to be awesome. I think it could do really well.
2: Mm-hmm. I hope it's good. I mean, not that I wasn't, like, wowed with the trailer, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I was more wowed with, like, Black Panther. I feel like Black Panther was that. That was probably one of the best Marvel movies that we've... Or Marvel uh, singular uh, character movies that we've gotten in many years.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, that's a fucking incredible movie. Mm -hmm. And visually, it's just astonishing. Like, it's just a gorgeous movie. It is. But I think Captain Marvel is just going to be fun. And I kind of like the 90s thing. Like I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean to be honest, I don't have a ton of stake in this one because I, d- Marvel was never one of my characters. Like I know I re- I read a lot of well, I read a lot of of Ms. Marvel when they when they did Kamala Khan cuz I really like her that character, but Captain Marvel I I never read the books. She was in other stuff I read, and I know her from when Rogue took over, took her powers. But it's not a character I have a lot of emotional connection with. So if it's not a great movie, or if the character isn't entirely true to the comics, that's still going to be okay for me. You know, it's much more—it's much more nerve-wracking when you really, really like a character, and it's like this could be really bad.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, like, because you're really big into X-Men, right? Yeah, I mean, seeing all those like X-Men movies—would you think of like the? What was that one that came out? Logan. Oh,
1: Logan's incredible. I mean, Logan's not really an X-Men movie. Mm. I mean, that's sort of why it works, really. Is because it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a. Road drama, really. <laughs> that happens to have some X Men characters in it. <laughs> but. It's. Yeah, that's a good movie. And fucking Patrick Stewart's amazing in that movie. That's good. And Steven Merchant's really good in that movie. <laughs> as a. As a Caliban. Like, really. I've only known him from comedy and like the stuff he did with ricky gervais so seeing him have this really like all this pathos that that character had was was something that i didn't know he could do but he was actually really good at
2: i need to watch those movies i haven't watched the x-men movies in years and the only one i saw in theaters was um the first um x-men prequel one with the uh, first class class. i like that that was pretty good Yeah, that's fun. And I
1: think, I think Fassbender is really good as, um, as Magneto. He's so pretty. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so pretty. And I love Magneto. Probably one of my favorite X-Men characters. And the fact that he's been on screen twice, we've got him as Ian McKellen and as Michael Fassbender and they're both fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool.
2: He was good in that Mendo Cowboy movie that we watched too. I think it was Slow West. Yes. Yeah, there we go. He's good. He's a
1: really solid actor.
2: He is. I like him. But uh, thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. And thank you, Emily, for once again uh, gracing us with uh, the voicemail theme song. Yep. We have um, email from Turbo. We haven't heard from Turbo in a while. But we all love Turbo. Turbo. And I'll read this. Hello there, Kindle Baiters. Love the soda talk last week. I'm with Emily. Diet Coke is fucking disgusting. Any, yes, (laughs) any diet soda or soft drinks are just plain wrong. If you're going to bother having soda, just treat yourself to a full strength sugar every now and then. I love a Coke or ginger beer maybe once a week. Maybe I'm biased, but Australian soft drinks taste much better than they're based on cane sugar, not that high fructose corn syrup shit. Shite? Shite. What is shite and shit? Is that the same or no?
1: Yeah, it is. Okay. It's just that's, you know, different countries say different
2: things. Oh, fascinating. I'm wearing new things every day. Enough about soda wars. After Dom's email last week, I realized I'm not doing my regular duty as a canto bitch. To be honest, I don't even know if I'm designated a canto bitch number or if I'm a canto bitch at all. I'm starting to question my own existence. <laughs> I don't ever remember submitting a fuck, Mary kill, even though I've been listening since day one. Well, thank you. So here's a contribution contribution to restore the balance. Fuck, Mary kill, Australian actors, Star Wars style. Orson Mendel Krennic, Joel Uncle Owen Edgerton. Jack Clay Lawrence Thompson to make the age equivalent this is 1970s Cleo centerfold era Jack Thompson Google it that's the one where he's like naked, oh I don't right? need to here, I'm going to and really hairy all right here I'm looking it up right now <laughs> okay oh Jack, man Jack Thompson
1: it is quite the picture
2: um what do I look up um couch um let me find it is he on a
1: couch yeah it's one who's like lying down is he
2: naked right yeah 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 <laughs> he's not that hairy well it's
1: just that the, like the hair goes all the way down to his like his entire torso oh, his balls are pretty
2: hairy or his um under 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 garments <laughs> <laughs> what's he like doing like why why is
1: it this, like, Greco-Roman <laughs> reclining on a fainting couch holding my, his I don't balls? Even, like, I don't, can't even, well, no, the other hand. Oh, <laughs>
2: sorry. I'm very, uh, my, this is the focal point of the painting. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, let me know your thoughts. Um. Oh, the email continues. I think we all need to move on from the, Abomination—that is Robin Hood. So my vote for the next monthly Mendo movie is 1990 film *The Big Steel*, which has Mendo's first leading role and features Padme's sister Sola Naberi, played by Claudia Carvin. Take care, and may the force of others and Strathers be with you. Cheers, Turbo. I like that. <laughs> the force
1: of others. May the force of Strathers be with you. Um. Okay. First monthly Mendo movie, Turbo, if I can find it. Uh, I looked this one up. It's sort of like the John Hughes style like teen romance comedy it looks like, but it never came out in the US. So if I can find it, we'll do that. Um may if not this month then whenever we whenever I can find it, we'll do that one.
2: Hmm. <sighs> all right, Emily, so Fuck Mary Kill Australian version. Um Okay.
1: I first of all, like, while I know who both Joel Edgerton and Jack Thompson are, if either of them have like some problematic thing, I don't know about it. So just give us some grace there. If there's some like horror story in yeah, one yeah, of their yeah, yeah. past, that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Although, is Jack Thompson the one who was like had a relationship with sisters or something?
2: Ooh, let me look it up real quick.
1: There, there's some like, and this is a story that I heard on a like some Australian podcast, probably uh, Will Anderson's Tofop. So I don't know if that's him, but there was there was some who was like, okay,
2: married to some woman. He yes! entered into a 15 year polyamorous poly uh, polyamorous Amorous. relationship in the 1970s and 80s with both Liana King and her sister. That's weird. Yeah. So so he's dead.
1: Uh, yeah that's like even if the sisters aren't like that's too close to incest yeah so it's it's incest adjacent and I'm not comfortable with that
2: (laughs) I'm glad that we got that out of the way
1: by the way I really resent the fact that that information takes up information in my brain (laughs) like God damn you, Will Anderson and Charlie Clausen for the fact that I know that about an actor who I do not know at all, except for his little bit of a role in Star Wars. <laughs> Klieg Lars. You gotta
2: love it. All right. Um, so who are you fucking and who are you marrying? Um, what well- Brittany. sorry apologize no i no okay apologize for both apologizing for my movement of my <laughs> microphone and for asking a question that i should fucking know that you're fucking mendo Oh, well, because that's the thing is that you can marry mendo of course i'm gonna marry mendo <laughs> Okay, so this is like, you know, those test questions that you get where it's like one of them, like they're both the right answer, but one of them is more right than the other. (laughs) This is that question for me, is if Emily wants to fuck Mendo or marry Mendo. Because it's like, I know that Emily wants to do both, but which one does she want to do more? And I go towards (laughs) fucking Mendo because Emily and Mendo, like that's... Yeah, but that's not quite, that's like... That's not quite how the game works, really well you know you know me and how I play this game, Emily. I don't go with the rules because I'm very like literal with this like i I you know I think in like an alternate universe when like I have to actually fuck marry kill these three people, well, yeah, but then I'm definitely marrying mendo, yeah,'
1: Because then I get to see mendo every day, okay that that works, but. Here's the, up here. okay, maybe, actually I'm, I'm maybe revoking my killing Jack Thompson thing because I really think Joel Edgerton is weird looking. I mean, you can just cl- <laughs> close your eyes. He's just like, he's fucking weird looking. He's got a weird shaped face. He's not ugly. His face is just weird. Like it's too big. And he's not, he's I don't know I mean he's really good in Animal Kingdom Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if he's been good in anything else that I've seen yes I do sometime judge who I'm gonna fuck based on whether they're a good actor or not he's not like terribly I guess he's he's not terrible he's just in a lot of shit like he's in that terrible bright on Netflix he's in Exodus Gods and Kings that's fucking terrible
2: didn't he used to... Oh, I see him with a picture of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Did they used to date? They were in...
1: Uh, they were in a movie together. They were... Oh, because he was in um, Red Sparrow. Oh. Oh, yeah. They were rumored to be
2: dating, but...
1: Okay, was... but she, that's rumored with everybody that she's in a movie with ever.
2: Yeah, but no offense to Jennifer Lawrence, but she does, you know... But she's a yeah, she's, she's young a young woman. woman. I, you she's know. a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. I know
1: cause, Um uh, Hmm. Okay, now I gotta look at a picture of Jack Thompson again.
2: Alright, I already know what I'm doing. I'm uh killing um Jack Thompson and his uh weird uh I'm marrying sisters for ten years attitude. Um I will marry Mendo and fuck Joe uh, joel edgerton
1: because i don't know i feel like mendo would be a good husband yeah that's
2: the place to yeah that's the way
1: to go yeah um yeah again i just okay yeah i the more i think the sister thing is just too fucking weird I, Yeah, I know. and jack thompson i mean obviously because that was when he was you know that's when he was the big hot dude was the 70s but the 70s look is not great
2: no Uh, But thank you, Turbo, for the email. Um, Canto bitch number. I thought you were Canto bitch number two. Does that sound right? Yeah. Somebody was, I
1: don't remember who was, somebody's Canto bitch number two. I mean, we assigned that to somebody.
2: I don't know. I mean, I hate saying like he could rank himself, but I mean, like, I feel like since Turbo's been with us since the beginning, you know, he can rank himself. Pick a number, Turbo. Mm -hmm.
1: And if we have already given that number to somebody, then you two can fight it gladiator style. At
2: Celebration. Is Turbo going to Celebration? I don't think so. That means we have to go to Australia, Emily. We need to plan our Australia trip. Kendo Bite Australia trip 2020. Okay. Yeah. What's pencil right, that Perfect. Um and then do you want to read the next email? We,
1: yes, we also got one from Rabia, and this is on Mandalorian cast, which we were talking about earlier. Hello, candle I hope you guys are doing well. I'm sure everyone is ecstatic about the Mandalorian cast, and I feel like I should be too. I've seen roughly half of these actors, so I'm really looking forward for what they could be what they could do in the series. But there are two issues that I thought of immediately which prevent me from being hundred percent on board. 1. There are only two women in a cast of eight. That's 25% of the show, and I want it to be a situation where these have to be token female characters to the good side and the bad side, because we're still dealing with all-male writers. 2. Both women are white. I'm a little over white feminism, which is the continuous support of white women while letting women of color continue to be marginalized and oppressed because it doesn't affect them. I'm not suggesting this is a conscious thing, but it's still very apparent when you look at the casting of female leads in Star Wars movies. Did the Ursos have to be a white family? Did Kira and Ray have to be white? The answer is obviously no, and that reflects badly on everyone behind the scenes that they don't change it. Rose was a good start as a supporting character, but we need more than Rose in live action. Maybe they'll add more women of color soon, and they haven't revealed them yet, but a ninth character would probably mean they wouldn't be in it enough. Anyway, what do you guys think? P.S. Congratulations, Brittany, on graduating university. I hope you find a fulfilling career with your degree and show the world how incredible you Mm -hmm. are, as your listeners already know.
2: That's really sweet. Thank you. I've been really um, appreciating everyone's um, support and kind words. This uh past week because I kind of went on a kind of depressing tangent last episode. Oh. So I, I, re- I really appreciate it. I'm much better now. So it's it's nice being um, or not having to stress about something. I mean, the only thing I'm stressing about now is getting my grades because uh, I guess grades are due on December 31st. So I'm fucking pissed about that. Oh, that's a wait. I know it's so. It's like I'm checking like every day, like at least like twenty times. I uh, check again right now, but um, yeah, oh, it's always. Stressful. I know only like one of my classes out of the five that I took this semester have given me a grade. So it is a B. So right now, I'm I'm good. I'm golden. But uh, yeah, all right. Let's talk about the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, but yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: But yet, no, look, Robbie, I, I did the same thing. I got really excited about a couple of the names. And then it went, that's, that's not, it's not great. Um, okay, first, just like the number of women overall. I don't know, because sometimes Star Wars is weird with their casting announcements. Well, they'll announce somebody who's really only in something for a little bit. And so we don't, we don't know how, I mean, obviously beyond pedro who is the title role like we don't know how much like Werner herzog's in this it could just be they announced him because he's Werner herzog and that's like a name and he was already rumored but he could only be in you know a couple of scenes or he could be a major character we don't know um but if there are more like major female characters it, it does seem like they would have been in with this announcement so that is, that is concerning. And yeah, the fact that they're both white really fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it just does. Like, I, I love Star Wars. And I, I love that we have taken some steps forward. Like, the rest of this cast. Like, the men, good job with the diversity. And we've gotten a couple of women directors. That's good. But yeah it doesn't all have to be white women and it can't just be Rose. it's we gotta have more
2: yeah i agree i mean i f- i wish that this cast was you know more obviously it's a diverse cast but i feel like the women aren't and i i wish we could have a more diverse ca- like I i i think of the auditions and i think of Obviously, a lot of women of color probably auditioned for this role or these roles. And I just I wonder, I
1: mean, even honestly, even if they if they even brought in women of color to audition. Because sometimes like, look, like the way casting works is the casting call will be, you know, w- woman 30 something Caucasian, like unless they are specifically looking for a woman of color like the the default is is often white and i'm not going to say that is what they did here but i i wouldn't be shocked if it were
2: yeah i don't know i just i wonder what goes through that i wonder why they're either choosing to not cast women of color in the films or why they feel like they just need to keep on doing what they're doing with you know casting of you know okay. females in these roles and i'm trying i'm trying it's just it's, i know it's and it's like it's hard for me to talk about this because i, I don't want to offend anyone or just say i don't want to say something that because it's you know i agree like i agree that you know about white feminism and that bullshit and you know about how it's kind of alarming that you know most likely it's going to be one of these women are going to be like the good side and the bad side what and that's what they keep doing with you know star wars But, I don't know. I mean, I think the fact that we got Rose in The Last Jedi is really showing that, you know, they're slowly improving, but, you know, obviously not as much as they should be. Yeah, and the thing is, there's just not an excuse at this point. And I'm surprised that no one has the balls to, you know, ask, publicly ask, you know, especially in, like, interviews or anything. Like, ask JJ or ask Ryan or, you know, ask anyone in Star Wars. Even, like, uh... Even Dave Filoni, like, about, you know, the casting of... The casting diversity. And especially the, you know, the writing diversity, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, part of the problem is... Look at the media and look at who's doing interviews.
2: Because it's often white people. That's very true. Very, very, very true.
1: So... Yeah, it's it is hard cuz every time somebody gets announced you know like I'm really excited that Carrie Russell is going to be in Star Wars, but I also go you could have given that role to a woman of color. Yeah. And and it there's 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 it's it's just it's hard. Mhm. Because I love Ray, and I, like, I, I, I love Daisy Ridley as Ray, And I, you know, but, yeah, it is, it's always going to be that, okay, but you guys, that doesn't, like, however good somebody is in Star Wars doesn't take away from the fact that, yeah, you also could have had an amazing person of color playing that role, who we would have fallen in love with.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I feel like solely but surely they're you know, cause think about think about it. Like they probably did the casting for this show not like at least a year ago. No, you no, know I'm actually I take that back. I don't want to give I don't wanna give them any excuses. Like there's no there's no fucking excuses for this. Um but at least Yeah, I mean they didn't they weren't casting the show
1: seventy five exactly. years ago. But
2: you know, they have a pretty diverse uh director's list. You feel like that's pretty cool.
1: And for... Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good.
1: I mean, it's... But again, like, it's a... It's a... Like, they do this one thing that's great that they should mm-hmm. be doing. But that doesn't make up the fact that you're not doing it in your cast. Yeah. And this is, like, when they... This is like, in terms of those episodes, directors, it's like fucking finally after how many announcements the white dudes do in movies. Yeah. Okay. So you have a woman directing an episode of your show. It's not. You don't deserve praise for finally doing something you should yeah. have already done. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get points for that. You just finally, you didn't lose more points. I don't know. It's 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 frustrating and they need to do better and I hope they do better. But for all the encouraging stuff that it's just seems like they're not making an effort and that's it, it just I don't know, like it's it's hard to explain like how you could still be so ignorant about that
2: yeah i just i feel for everyone who's like you know really hurt by the casting decisions of you know these movies and you know how you know there's not really many women of color who are you know have star starring roles in, in star wars movies or just like movies in general like i
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. representation matters. It does.
2: Yeah. But thank you for the email. I appreciate you writing in always. <sighs> all right. Do you want me to read the last one? Yes, you should. All right. Kendall Butch number one, Dom, send it an email, and it's titled "To My Young Friend Brittany." I would like to welcome you to the lauded ranks of our shared institution of higher education. I'm glad you finished college so that you can now get ready for grad school. Just kidding. What you need to get ready for is the hounding of fundraising you'll get from alumni alumni association. I moved three times since graduating, and they still seem to be able to find me. Anyways, you put the Canto girl in congratulations. Sorry, that's all I can come up with. Canto bitch number one. You sh, okay, yeah, Dom, definitely
1: you need to apologize for that because that's fucking terrible.
2: <laughs> I mean, at least it's all the letters and congratulations and, you know.
1: We should point out the girl is spelled with a U. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Canto girl. Oh, Dom, I do love you. Yeah, me too. I always cherish that. Dom was like the first person uh, that I met through uh star wars twitter so dom has a special place in my heart but thank you thank you i'm i'm done hopefully i mean if i don't fail any classes this semester which i don't think i did but there's one i'm kind of not sure about but you know, i i stress about everything so i probably did fine yeah but um That's funny. I think my dad got like a letter in the mail from, I think it was one of the, I think the community college that he went to asking for money. So (laughs) the, oh, please send us something, But, but yeah, thank you, Dom. So Emily, yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Just just recording an episode of Canto Bike Dispatch.
1: Oh, cool. That sounds fun.
2: I know. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Just sitting around.
2: Oh, just sitting around. Are you drinking anything? or?
1: No. no. All I'm doing right now is sitting here and the fucking Ewok theme song is running through my head because of goddamn Steel Saunders.
2: What's the Ewok theme song? From the cartoon. I've never watched it. Should I watch it? No,
1: I mean, well, you should watch the
2: theme song. Okay, because I wonder if I watch it right now. Because will you hear the audio?
1: No, because do I have headphones?
2: You walk theme song. All right. Um, I'll hear
1: it if you play it over your phone.
2: I don't know where it is though. Oh
1: my god! Fine, let me find mine.
2: No, here. I, um, I'll I'll listen to it and I'll sing it as I listen to it.
1: Okay, you can't sing along with a song you don't know. <laughs>
2: Watch me. We are the E walks.
1: <laughs> okay, you're already wrong.
2: What the fuck There's is this? There's many more
1: E's than that.
2: E E.E. walks. Why does this... Oh. It does not look like an Ewok. This looks like a... Like a... You know the fairy godmothers... In Sleeping Beauty. Uh huh. I feel like the same designers for their costumes created costumes for the Ewoks. Do they talk in this show? Yeah.
0: How long was the show in the air for? Um,
2: or was this like straight DVD shit? Not. For,
1: no, this is old.
2: Because
1: mm. it was, you know, capitalizing on... Jedi. Um, 26 episodes, two seasons. From, yeah, so it started like 85 to 86.
2: Shit. Hmm. That's interesting. Isn't there like a droid series, too? The droid series have a song?
1: Um, I don't know it. I don't think it's as catchy.
2: I like, on what I know. E-E-E-E-Walks Okay Star Wars droids introduction (laughs) Okay I'm okay with it This is a bop.
1: Okay, that's fucking weird. All right, no wonder I didn't remember that. By the way, the credits are Anthony Daniels as C-3PO and R2D2 as himself. <laughs> that's cute.
2: Wow. Okay, um,
1: Brittany, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. I am
1: on Twitter and Instagram at ef lind. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at cantobitepod. You can send us email or voicemail or fuck Mary Kills or top three topics to cantobitepod at gmail dot com. Anything else?
2: No. I, I hope all our listeners are having a wonderful day or night or whatever part of the day they're in.
1: Yeah, and Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas.
2: Oh yeah, Merry Holidays.
1: Alright,
2: alright,
0: bye! Bye! Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto Bitch. Brittany the Jans and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one. All my girls at PS All my girls at PS E F Land and Kanto. And I just can't quit How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD Send emails, just listen and chill Give them some names to fuck, marry, kill Ask them a question or send a top three Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me oh well, my girls But my girls are better, check out some folks They want a bang and a refresher Assage Ventress and Kylo Ren, yo will have Tarkin and of course Mendo Send a shout to the Porgs and to Rustin Brown And Emily's dad straight putting it down Every week my girls be getting it done I should know I've been down since day one